Welcome to another edition of Showtime with Coop. Insightful BS with my elected teammates and NBA legends and other people in the world of sports. And now, just when you thought it was safe to come back on your podcast, I had taken a two-week hiatus. Michael Cooper comes back. And today I have, uh, well, how can I say about my friend Monty? Probably a sports aficionado. Is, is, would that be okay, Monty, to say that about you? That plus some. That plus some. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, Monty Morango, thank you so much for being on the show with us today. You're, you're welcome. Monty, let's uh, kick this thing off right. I'm going to give you a trivia question. Let's see if you can wait, answer wait. it. Okay? First, first off, Coop, just tell the audience. So you did a basketball camp. You met Monty because he asked you to do a basketball camp in Montana. And somehow you decided to get in an airplane and go to Montana to do a basketball camp for a guy you'd never heard of, never met before. Never met him. You know what? Okay, thank you, Ari, for that. Let's uh, Monty came into our locker room. What was it? Early 80s or something. And he was a photographer. Back in the and day, he just walked in the locker room? He, pardon me? Back in the day, well, he just walked in the locker room? Way, way back photo, in the day. I, I had a photo pass. Oh, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> well, that was when you could move around. They, they'd hang his ass now, the Red Coast would. But uh, Monty came in, asked if, hey, Coop, would you want to come up to Montana and do a basketball camp? I said, sure. And a couple of days later, he called me back, had everything arranged, and we went up for the kids in Montana at Polson Lake and had a wonderful time. And we've been friends ever since then. Awesome. Uh, so that's how I know Monty, and Monty knows me. And Monty knows everything about every sport, any kind of trivia question. And we're going to get into that now by asking Monty. Let's see, Ari, see if you know this trivia question. In 1980, the Los Angeles Lakers, played the Philadelphia 76ers in the sixth game of a world championship series. Okay. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar had twisted his ankle the game before that. So we were on our way to Philadelphia without Kareem. Yes. Okay. So the trivial question is this, name the starting five players in that 1986 game series. And Monty, can you name them? I think I get four or five, if not all five. Are you ready? Yeah. Jamal Wilkes. Yes. Magic Johnson. Yes. Michael Cooper. Yes. Jim Jones. Yes. Norm Nixon. That's it. Wow. And you know what, Ari? A lot of people don't know that. And the stumper is always Jim Jones because yeah. people say Kurt Rambis, uh, James Worthy. They're always my Bob McAdoo. They forget that Monty named him fourth. Norm Nixon is easy because everybody knew Norm. But that's, that's who Monty is and what Monty is about. Bonnie, uh, let's start this off. Um, tell us, when, what, what got you so involved in sports to where you know things that the mortal human don't know? What I love about sports is what it teaches you. Uh, what you put into it is what you get out. And sometimes, even though you give 100%, you lose. Well, you have to come back with challenges and changes. You can't give up. If you quit, you never win. So the bottom line is don't ever quit because uh, quitters don't ever advance. They don't ever receive blessings. Or they don't, they don't get rewards because they quit. So basically, it's, that's what it taught me. Don't quit in business. Don't quit in life. Don't quit because I'm blessed and honored and rewarded tenfold because I persevere and I don't quit. and I just have high, high, high values. I'm sorry. Values. Overcoming adversity, teamwork. Um, oh, yeah. Th- these are the things, Coop, that define sports and define life. Without a doubt, you can learn lessons through sports that you can't learn through anything else. True. That's why I hate kids who quit. You don't know what you're missing. You're missing lifetime experiences if you quit. 
if you quit, you look back and you say, what, what if, what I could have, what I didn't do. And that's what's really painful. And that's what's sad. People don't experience these awesome uh, experiences because they, they, they can't handle it. You know, you got to have the it factor. Just go above and beyond. You know what, uh, uh, Ari Monty, uh, well, I've seen him try to play basketball, and he sucks at it real bad. I've seen <laughs> him uh, throw. He's pretty good at baseball. But guess what his sport is? And you'll never, ever. I'll give you one guess, Ari, for you. Guess, guess what he does for a sport? Golf? No. He's a ping pong player. And ping he's pong. one of the best. I mean, wow. you know, you watch uh, uh, the Olympics and those guys and girls oh, yeah. pong, hitting the ball on their way back. Monty is one of those p- p- people. And he's very good at it. I have a, a ping pong table at my house. And whenever he comes out here to visit, and I'm going to give you another interesting fact about him after we talk about this, because there's something, something weirder he does than play ping pong. But uh, he kicks my ass. And I hate that about him because, you know, when people ask me about different sports, they go, well, Coop, why don't you play football, baseball? Well, baseball's too little. I like playing with the big ball. Why don't you play football? Football's oblong. I like playing with the round ball. Well, we play with a round ball, and Monty is kicking my ass. How'd you get involved in ping pong, Monty? I play a lot at work. And then uh, I played the Senior Olympics at age 50, and then I was a state champion three years in a row. And I've gone to Arizona, state champion in Arizona, state champion in Idaho. So my goal is to be a state champion of five states. And I'm going to South Dakota in September to get my fourth one. And I'll do one more in Wyoming. So I'll be a state champion of five different states. Wow. Do you always play singles or do you ever play doubles? Well, I, I enjoy doubles because it's, it's funner doubles. But singles, you got to be like Pete Rose. You don't smile. It's too intense. That's why I like to be like Magic Johnson. I like to play doubles, have fun, and smile, and, and just pat somebody. Because uh, singles is so serious, I don't like to play serious no more. But I have to sometimes when I'm what singles. About tennis or ping, or, or uh, tennis or uh, pickleball. I play pickleball a little bit. Just started. I, I play a little bit of uh, golf. I golf once or twice a year. But I enjoy uh, table tennis the most of all because I met so many good friends. I met friends all over the world playing ping pong or table tennis is the proper word. What do you do for a living, Monty? I just retired from forestry after 35 years. Uh, now I get contracts for tree planters. I sell pine cones. Uh, this year, I did a quarter million dollar pine cone sales. What? And, the year, and the year isn't done yet. Yeah. All right. You should. Monty sends me every Christmas around like the beginning of December. He'll send me a box of pine cones. And you might think this is kind of like silly or something like that, but it really lightens your house up because you get that true essence smell of up there in Montana of the pine cone. Makes everything in your house smell Christmassy. And you even decorate it's some of sap, them. Monty. Right? It's the sap in the pine cones? Is that what the smell is? There's a little bit of sap, but uh, usually when we white tip them or paint them gold, it covers the sap. So what's the smell? Because I'm when I think of a pine cone, I think of the sap smell. So what is the smell of a pine cone? It's sap, but you can scent them with cinnamon, vinegar. I mean, uh, vanilla. You can scent them with different fragrances, and you know my cones go all over the world. Wow! And they're Montana big, pine they're cones. little, authentic Montana pine cones. Is that what they are? Well, I get them in California, Oregon, Florida, Canada, India, Montana. I I, I have crews North Carolina. I have crews all over all over who pick cones for me. Wow. Okay, Monty, off the pine cones for a little bit, and let's j- jump to one of your favorite sports collection or sports uh, things that you like to talk about. Talk about one of your idols, which is Pete Rose. You just mentioned to him. Why do you love this gentleman who was a great player but did something so bad? 
I told, well, I met Pete Rose three times. And the last time I met him, before I left, I said, Pete, I can tell you, you were one of my top two sport fans ever in all sports. He said, who are, the, who are they? You and Magic Johnson. So that's such a contrast. Why? Well, Magic Johnson smiles, passion, joy. He makes other people better. I like doing that. And Pete Rose, you have to get serious because he was a skinny white kid who had to overcome a lot of talent by other players, and he gave 100%. And I know he got sidetracked with gambling, but uh, he's still a remarkable man to meet and talk to. His passion is deep. Monty, should he be in the Hall of Fame? Well, let me put it this way. No bonds, McGuire, no, Sosa, no, steroids, no. But I would, since they legalize gambling now in, in sports, I'd almost, I'd almost break the, the, the mold and say, you know what? Just get them in because they're allowing sports people to gamble now. So I know he broke the rule 21D. I know he broke it. And he didn't admit it for a long time. But, you know, let bygones be bygones. I would, I would let him in, believe it or not. Let them all in, Coop. You know, it's, it's, it's just, it's a, it's a museum. It's a baseball museum. You're trying to tell the history of your sport. You can't tell the history of your sport without Pete Rose. You can't tell the history of your sport without the steroid era. Just let him in. It's, by the way, it's baseball's fault that all these guys were jacked up on steroids. So now let's complain fault. about it. It's the owner's fault who were greedy and allowed all this money and fans right. to get involved and jump in. And, and the same so writers, the same writers who were in the clubhouses with these guys, they were taking the stuff. And making tons of money being writers off of the athletes doing what they were doing, the same writers that won't let those guys in the Hall of Fame now. Unbelievable. It is an interesting, interesting scenario. But you know what? I tell you, I've never met a man with so much passion. I mean, the guy was pretty remarkable to meet three times. And I told him this one story. I said, Pete, I got to go. But let me tell you a story. It's, it's about the modern-day athlete. Uh, this box, you, you saw Rocky Three, right? Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, the Incredible Hulk and a fundraiser, right? So this reminds me of you and Magic Johnson about your passion. But here's the modern-day athlete. A, a boxer, a promoter asked the boxer, would you do a couple rounds for the boys and girls club? He said, yeah. Well, a month later, didn't give an answer. So the promoter said, I need to know your answer tomorrow because if you don't do it, I need to get somebody else. So the, the, the modern-day boxer said, you know what? I'll do that, that little uh, charity for free if the price is right. <laughs> so the bottom line was money. And he just said it at the end. And that was his motive. That's why he held back. So the guy said, you know what? I'll get somebody else. But anyway, that was his motive. I'll do it for free if the price is right. Whereas <laughs> in the older days, in the older days, there was more love with passion, joy for fans and people in life in general. Nowadays, that, that the love of money is truly the root of all evil. And people do a lot of evil things with that obsession and God of money. Money doesn't rule you, money? No. It's a passion. I have the same philosophy as Elvis. Sharing money is what gives us value. I love to share. I love to buy flowers. I look for people that I don't even know. I buy rings for people I don't even know. I buy jersey for people. I don't care if you're married, single. I don't care. If you have a passion, you have a team, I know about it. I'll give you a present. I've been doing it all my life. I enjoy doing it. That's what keeps it going. I don't have down days. And you know, Monty, that's why I love you, uh, because I can tell what your background picture. You need to get some insulation in your house because it's a wood, it was that frame. You don't yeah, even have anything. This is a cabin. We, I haven't got that far yet. <laughs> okay. So you're building that cabin? We have two of them. Uh, on, on the Ponderosa. On the Ponderosa, I put up a 30 by 40 by 10 sh- uh, shop for my pine cones. I got two cabins. Now I'll sell my house on Rocky Point Road. I'm going to build a plantation out here, out here and retire. 
So you're the real life Yule Gibbons. You, are you know who Yule Gibbons is? No idea. He was a guy. Do you know Yule Gibbons, Monty? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. he was a guy <laughs> in the uh, early '60s, '70s that talked about pine cones and eating uh, pine and that, things and everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't eat them. I just sell them when they're empty. <laughs> Monty, listen. One last thing about Pete Rose and and um, I say. You know, I love the guy too. I've never met. I met Pete Rose one time at a. At a Monty does a memorabilia signing, Ari, and um, he's met a lot of people, a lot of sports, uh, famous sports people. But the reason why I can't let him in, Monty, because gambling almost brought baseball down. Tell us a little bit about all the way going back then. What happened? You mean in nineteen nineteen with the Chicago White Sox? Yes. Uh, eight man out. Uh, I was so involved in that movie. I watched it. I'm not joking. 60, 70 times. I thought, man, how in the world did this happen? But the gamblers lost. Uh, the only person that made money was our Rothstein. He made over a million dollars. Uh, gambling is not right. It's a very s- selfish motive. Uh, but, and I know Pete Rose got hooked. So the funny thing about Pete Rose, I got to admit, he didn't do drugs, didn't smoke, didn't drink. But he loved women. He was a womanizer. And he loved to gamble. And he started at age seven. He went to a horse race. He bet wow. $2 on a horse and he won. And he got jacked up and sky high on that first bet. And he was humbled when he went to prison. He was only making 11 cents an hour. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports development, including updated odds on the playoffs fights, and even next season futures. And don't forget that baseball is back and the start of the Major League Baseball season is finally here. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code CLNS. 50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Sky high on that first bet. And he was humbled when he went to prison. He was only making 11 cents an hour. He went from $800,000 a year to 11 cents an hour for five months in prison. But you know what, Monty, the only reason why I say let him in, because, and I quote me if I'm wrong, he never uh, betted on his team. When he was as far as they know, yeah. as far as they know, as far as they know, but that rule 21 D clearly states no gambling by manager, players, bat boys, owners, manager, whatever. It's it's a rule, but I'm a fir- I'm a fir- I'm a firm believer in let he without sin cast the first stone, and I know that's not that's not going to get him in the Hall of Fame, but I'm not saying that nobody's perfect, and he apologized, he's admitted it, he kind of waited a little bit too long, but he, if he would have did it at the very beginning, they would have forgave him but he didn't do it that way. Yeah, His right. lawyers gave him the wrong advice. How, what's your favorite sport? Baseball, basketball, and the Washington Redskins cheerleaders. <laughs> <laughs> I take tour groups to Washington, D.C. I don't think they're called the Redskins anymore, Monty. Well, they were. <laughs> they were. I, t- I take tour groups to Washington, D.C. And we, I, we always go when there's a football game because I want these people to see the Redskins. And we always sit right in front of the cheerleaders. I just admire the beauty, their beauty. <laughs> I'm on up to it. I'm it up to a Native American guy to call them the Redskins. <laughs> well, 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 I love the logo. I love the colors. I just just wanted they they had to change their name. 
Well, they did twice. <laughs> they should have kept it at the football team. Oh, yeah. I, I take that over the commanders. Is that what they are? I take that over the Washington football team over the commanders. I like the football team. It's kind of like soccer. It's a bit like, you know, like FC. You call like it, you know, FC. It's a little bit like that. I can't yeah. stand the commanders. I'm going to call them the commies. Uh, I just call them. Go ahead. You're listening to Showtime with Poop. Our guest today is Monty Marengo, my friend Monty. Or sometimes we call our nickname for each other is he's called the Fixer. He's the Fix. Yeah, that's his nickname. So uh, uh, we're at that stage, Monty, where we have called Coop's Lightning Round. And I'm going to give you five names, and you tell me as much or a little about these names I'm going to give you, okay? Okay. All right. First name, Branch Ricky. Oh, the owner of the Brooklyn Dodgers who let Jackie Robinson be the first black player in baseball in 1947. A great move. They should have did it earlier. Why? Pioneer. Because, well, here's the reason why they brought him in. During World War II, they had a Negro League, and these owners were seeing 35, 40,000 people, mostly black, watching the, the blacks play. Then all they said, well, there's future revenue here. It took a war to finally figure out, let's get some of these guys in when they should have been in earlier. But it was all motivated by large crowds. Uh, and the, it was good for, good for sports in general. Uh, but I just love the fact that, you know what? Jackie Robinson is the, is the first athlete to have four letters in one school in one year at UCLA. Wow. Football, basketball, track, and baseball. Four let, four man, he lettered four year, four times in one year at UCLA of all places. Hey, what junior college did Jackie – and that's my next person was Jackie Robinson. What junior college did Jackie Robinson go to? I think it was Pasadena Community College. <laughs> what? Right, Bonnie. That's why I went to okay. school. <laughs> Tell us more about Jackie that you know. Oh, I love I love him. You know what? When he went in the Army, he played ping pong at Fort Riley, and he was the champion in, in the, in the, for the Marines at Fort Riley, and I would have loved to have played him because I know he was multi-talented. I would have loved to have played him. Matter of fact, he even said in his book, he would have lettered in tennis also because it was right across the, the court from the from track, but he couldn't get his shoes off quick enough to go play tennis. So that would have been five letters. You know what, Monty, and, uh, if you were playing Jackie Robinson, and I don't want to turn it into a racial thing, you being white and him being black, I think I'd have had to root for you. Las Vegas, has me, two to, Las Vegas has me two to one. <laughs> <laughs> next, next person, Red Arbat. <laughs> Arnold Red Arbat. Oh, I love the Boston Celtics. I love the 80s, Bird, Magic, Coop, Rabbis, McHale, the Swartasses, the white guy versus mostly black. And there was one time, I guarantee you, Boston is the prejudiced town. One time, they had five guys on the court at the same time, and they did that on purpose for TV. Kite, Ains, Bird, uh, McHale. They had one other white guy, and I swear, they were doing that on purpose to let, let these people know this is still the white man's game. But little did they know. So what did Red Arbeck have to do with that? I just, well, Boston, Boston was the last team to take a black player in baseball. They even turned out Willie Mays because they didn't want blacks in town. So what I'm saying, I'm not saying about Red Arbeck in general. I'm just, what's interesting about two of the Celtics, they were the first team to start at all five black players and win the NBA title. But, so as long as you win, they don't care about color. But I just think it was a kind of a, a color thing when they just put the five white guys out there at one time. That's so, just me so, personally. So should, what was that? Should we tip our hat to Red Arbeck or not? I would say, yeah. Uh, let let everybody play. I mean, it's, it is kind of weird, though. 
that all-star game last year, there's 24 players, I believe, and 22 were black. The only two white guys that were all-star, and I thought, wow, these white guys better catch up. <laughs> well, they're probably not just white, but they were European, I would have guessed. Yeah, there you go. Well, they do that for money, too. You know, they do that for money, too. Next person, Jerry West. Oh, Jerry, well, I, you know, I only met him once, real briefly. I just love the fact that he's so clean-cut. He's so well-dressed. He looks so awesome at his age. He's, he, he just looks like a, a total professional. I don't know him that well, but to just his overall perception of life in general and how he looks and the fact that he's the logo, that's pretty impressive. And where is Jerry West from? Well, where, where, no, no, this is an even better question. What was, Chick Hearn, what was Chick Hearn's nickname for Jerry West? Mr. Clutch, I believe. That, and then he also had another saying with it. I don't know, but can I tell you something about... Uh, Uh-oh, I think I got you, Monty. I think oh, I on, finally stumped you. Oh, who, who, oh Chick Hearn. Do you, okay, I'll, let me ask you. What was Chick Hearn's real name? Francis. Francis. That's it. Yeah. yeah. They put a dead chicken in his box when he had the shoes, and that was a joke. So they, they stuck with Chick Hearn, Francis Chick Hearn. So you, you know, I tried to get you, but you, you got me. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, but uh, another nickname that Je- uh, Chick Hearn had for Jerry oh. West was called the Kid from Cabin Creek. There you go, West Virginia. Zeke. Yeah, that's Zeke. another thing. Yep. Zeke from Cabin Creek. Zeke from Cabin Creek. Uh, last name Monty Bob Cousy. You know what? He was kind of interesting. I think he was. He was like Pete Maravich. He was above his time. I enjoyed watching his passes and his confidence because I like people who are confident without. You know, I've already heard it a lot from people with big mouths. I like people that have confidence and don't say a word. So I, I enjoyed wa- watching the guy. And I, he fit in real well. And, uh, you know, I know he was a Celtic for life, I'm pretty sure. I don't think he got traded. Uh, but, you know, he just, you know, I jo- enjoyed to watch in the early 50s and 60s. So, you know what? He kind of, uh, you can just say Michael Cooper. I was a Laker for life. True. Yeah, until you, until you went to Europe that one year. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. I got you on that one, did I? So, uh, Monty, can the Lakers win a championship this year? No. Upcoming 2023 season? No. The big three just. Oh, first of all, the big three in 41 games, they're 20 and 21. They're below 500, the big three. They really need to get rid of one player, and he doesn't fit in. So, uh, Westbrook, he doesn't fit in. He doesn't feel comfortable. What have I told you, Coop? I'm just telling you. Pay, just, pay, with him. <laughs> just pay them and buy them out. Bye. Yeah. Just don't come take along the, here anymore. Take the money, lose some money, genie bus, get, and just get more, get more trophies, get more titles, and just count it as a loss. It They'll happens. win more games without Russell Westbrook than they will oh, with exactly. Russell Westbrook. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. You guys are going hard. But I, I believe that with the, the moves, some of the moves the Lakers have done so far with the youth that they picked up a couple of young players. I think they, as long as AD stays healthy, I think they can endure Westbrook. That's the key. You got to have a big man. Hey, can I tell you something real quick? Did you, Coop, did you know Jeannie Buss has a house on Finney Point? Isn't that with Phil? Phil lives up there, right? No, Phil lives in Lakeside. She has her own house on Finley Point. Oh, do you go by and say hi to her? Uh, if she was there, I would. But she, she's too busy trying to fix a mess <laughs> down, down south. Uh, well, listen, when she fixes, she's going to come up there and get some rest. Well, <laughs> well I would love to see her. Yeah, I'd love to, I would love to see her and meet her and talk to her for 10, 15 minutes because she's so beautiful, so classy. The way she dresses, the way she walks. I like that in a woman. 
forget the uh, fact that they're worth two point two billion. I don't I don't care about the money. I just care about I just like seeing classy women. Martin, what do you like? Going What's back that? to our Jerry West question about you said he was so classy and dressed. Uh, how, what do you think of the depiction of him in Winning Time? Did you have you watched that series? You know what? I didn't. That's what that's with all those class B uh, like, uh, B actors. I didn't see any of it. I was so busy. We the guy that was portraying me was a B actor or C actor? <laughs> no, not you. The, the guys that played you. The guys that yeah. played you. The guys that played Bird. I thought they went and got an A list actor to play me. Who is it? I, I just see I just see one episode. Who so is it, Coop? Oh, well, I don't know. <laughs> you know who it was? was Coop's never been happier to hear that because he, he doesn't like the show. <laughs> so he's glad you didn't watch it. Was it cool? Was the show very accurate, Coop? No, oh, no, I haven't watched it either, Monty. No, oh. that that's what the Lakers don't like about it. Yeah. See, I, that's what I don't like. You can say anything you want about me. I don't care what you say behind my back or in front of me, as long as it's the truth. But when it's false, slander, and BS, that's what I don't like. I don't like not honest evaluations or situations. But if, if I was d- displayed or shown that I was a person, which I wasn't, I wouldn't like that. But, but if you did me accurately, I don't mind it. I have Let me ask you this. Nice. Since you live in Montana, have you ever seen the show Yellowstone? Yeah. Is they that film accurate? It, uh, I really don't know the, the depth of it, but I know the depth of Eight Men Out, of course. But uh, – <laughs> Uh, but you also, I really didn't get into it. The accuracy is just kind of a Kevin Costner thing he does up here to show off Juan Hanna. Because people, people are moving, you know, a quarter million people have moved up here in the last five years. No kidding, Monty. Is it crowded it's, up there now? Oh, my goodness. All from it's Southern like, California, like, Coop, I would imagine. Oh, my goodness. Right? Man. All from Southern this California? Is, well, this is, this is paradise up here, though. Well, let me ask you this, Monty. Do you like all the is the move all those people moving to Montana? Is that good for the state? Yeah, it doesn't bother me. It's their right. If they want to move here, they want to get away with the big city if they want to buy. Well, that's their right. Uh I can see I would probably do the same thing. If I came from a big city and I saw this and the prices are so good, I'd I'd do the same thing, to be honest. Yeah, he's truly right. I've been I've been up there many, many, many times in Montana. It's absolutely paradise up there. Just I'm going the next time. Good, the good and the water's fine, and yeah, it is absolutely fine. Monty, who who is um, your goat in basketball? I can tell you who it isn't. Who isn't it? LeBron James, because I can't stand quitters. Twice he walked off the court with ten seconds to go in the NBA Finals, walking down a tunnel because the drama queen just look at me. No, oh, well, that reminds me of what Isaiah did when the Bulls would put it. Oh, on that's hands. another. That's another. That cost him a lot. Besides embarrassment and uh, the fact, that I think they they catch him off the Olympic team. Uh, you know what? For being that low, that classless, uh, I don't like. But I think people have class and dignity, and and they're they're humble. And uh, LeBron, he's just a he's a bully. I just tell it like it is. I don't like him, but I like. Who is you know, your goal? So who's the goal? I would say, I say Magic the Bird because they made other people better. That's what I like about him. Uh, you can be a great individual, but just you prosper. I like when people, you're surrounded, you make everybody prosperous and awesome and feel wanted and feel like they're, they're needed or wanted. I like that. I'm not too much in the individual stuff. Not Michael? Michael Jordan? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I put Michael Jordan up there. Six rings and uh, six out of uh, seven years. He took a year off. Wouldn't have seven. That's pretty yeah. impressive. Yeah. What, what about at two, uh, at two, at two three peats? What about what? What about Allen Iverson? The answer? 
No, too many tattoos. No, he uh, <laughs> he uh, he was the he was the answer in college, but it's a different league. And but I liked his hustle. I liked, I liked his. I didn't like the fact he didn't want to practice. Practice, practice twenty six times. Practice. Uh, what was the answer knew. to that? And tell me how much yeah. I owe, and I'll pay it. <laughs> <laughs> if I know how many times you said it, I counted it. I think it's twenty six times. Practice, practice, practice. So it's almost like the the the, the Jim Mora when they asked him about the playoffs. Oh, yeah. He have to go playoff. You're talking playoffs. playoffs? Five and seven? You're talking playoffs. It's funny. I saw a show on him that people come up to him at the airport and they ask him to say that, and he doesn't like doing it. And he didn't want to. That was enough. <laughs> Hey, Monty, ask you a question, uh, a couple more questions. Again, got Monty Marengo on Showtime with Poop. Monty, do you believe, and there's a lot of things that go on in sports you believe, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Do you believe, and this happened in sports, to one of the greatest persons and the team, do you believe Wilt Chamberlain slept with 20,000 women? Impossible, because they did the math. It's like 13 a night for 20 years. And I met Wilt still. But I love. I know. I know there are men that just BS and like they look good. And I know he was a stud and a half. But anyway, it wasn't twenty thousand. But now I can. Ha- I can see two and three thousand, but not twenty. But I still like the guy, though. He was. He he retired with I think seventy two records when he retired, and one of them was the most infamous. Infamous. He missed all twenty two free throws in one game. Wow. Would you sleep with twenty thousand women, Monty? I couldn't handle it. I can. I, I can. I, I have a hard time keeping one happy. <laughs> uh, a couple go. more questions, uh, Marty. Give us an interesting fact about the Celtics, the Boston Celtics. An interesting fact of the Celtics. I like the fact that they're. I think the one behind the Lakers, the Lakers, the titles. I like that. Matter of fact, uh, I have. A, I have a uh, a friend. I was going to get a license plate. And, uh, it was going to put L.A. L.A. Lakers, and I think they see what do they have. How many how many titles do they have? Like seventeen. Seventeen. And the Celtics have sixteen. No, they were tied. Seventeen, seventeen. Oh, the tie. Oh, they tied. Well, at the time they had sixteen. So I was going to get these personal license plates that said "Sweet 16. And on the bottom, I was going to have Boston Celtics, and I'd say, "So what? You're still behind." <laughs> but I do like the Celtics to a degree. Uh, I, you know, I love their logo. I got to admit that I love crafty logos. I love that little leprechaun. I love that. I love that show, uh, HBO with Bird and Magic, when ML Carr and the other smartass are walking down the hallway at the, at the forum. We're off to see the fakers. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> Nothing would motivate me more than being at the Boston Garden. What do you remember about Cedric Maxwell? Oh yeah, what do I remember about him? He's just a smartass, but he's funny though. He had one good year. I think he was MVP one year. But uh, what I just I would be totally motivated if I played in the Garden and people chanted BLA. Nothing would have motivated me more than that chant of that ugly beat LA, beat LA. They look so serious. That's so whatever. But that would motivate me. I just love that chant. You know what, Coop? If you and I ever did something really cool, you know what I'd love to do? I'd love to go to the Fedway Fedway Park and and you throw out the first pitch and I'd be the catcher and I'd love to hear the booze. (laughs) And I'd love to hear the beat LA. Because they just, I love that show of Matthew Johnson at the very end of the HBO. If there's one thing in life I hate, it's the Boston Celtics. I love when you say that. And that's how they ended it. But, you know, I think it's so cool that when he went to Larry Bird's retirement, he put that aside and he became urban instead of magic. Because you got to have two personalities in sports, almost. You got to put that serious face because it's a business. Then I like the fact that you can be a, 
low key and just drop that and be a warm human being. Eric Brown asked you, and coach. Hey, Monty, a uh, real quick question, and then uh, we'll end on this. Um, could Bird and Magic have flipped roles and everything would have went the same? Same Magic went to Boston and Larry came to L.A. You know what? I would say probably yes, because they made so many other people better. And I, I think that's the evaluation I would use. Everybody elevated the game because it's such a joy, such a passion. Of course, when you win, everybody's happy. Uh, but I think I think it, it, it would have reversed. But in reality, uh, white is white, black is black. That's why that Michigan State, Indiana State game was the highest rated of all time. And Brian Gumbel said it best. If Larry Bird would have been black, nobody would have watched his show. But he's white. That's what it's about, black and white. In reality, that's what it was, which is okay. It's okay. I can you know, live with that. And we're going to leave it at that. Monty Marengo from Montana and his is uh, the, pond, the Ponderosa with the cabin that still needs some insulation up top. Well, hey, get, get your ass up Monty. here. I'll put you to work. Hey, get your ass up here. I'll put you to work. <laughs> oh, so now you're going to make me a slave, huh? Oh, that's what it's all about. <laughs> Hell yeah. We don't have cotton, though. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Monty, I love uh, you, man. Thank okay. you so much for coming on the show, man. All right, any last words? No, thank you. What an uh, what an interesting cat. <laughs> <laughs> well, when we get together, when we get together, we watch, we watch these stupid shows on TV: The Beverly Hillbillies, uh, Jerry Springer. I mean, my goodness, we watch these shows that just reminisce about the seventies because we're about the same age. Yeah, we're about the same. Oh, age. This is the other thing, real quick before Monty leaves. The other unique aspect about Monty is whenever he comes out to visit, and he has a sister down in San Diego, Monty. Yeah, San Diego. Yeah. But he comes up here to L.A. He loves going to the swap meet. And he'll go out there and stay all day. Why, Monty? Because I love to buy gifts for other people. I, I usually come back with two That's or three. That's cheap shit, Monty. I want something expensive. You go up there. <laughs> well, I just buy keychains and sweaters and jackets and caps. Because in Montana, you're limited. Uh, like in football, there's only five teams, six teams that people like. Other than that, if you like the Bears in Montana, you can't buy nothing. If you like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you can't buy nothing. So when I go to the swap meet, they have everything. So that's why I like to shop for everybody. Monty, thank you, sir. It's been a pleasure yeah. talking to you. And Ariel, next time you see me, I won't be so messy. <laughs> Great to okay, you, Thank you. We'll hold you to that. Thanks, Monty. Okay. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. Mm-hmm.